Hi, welcome again to Healthcare Marketing Insights from Interval for the week of March 23rd. I am Chris Bevelo, President of Interval, and we have Adam Meyer, Design Director, Jackie Ritako, Account Coordinator. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We've got some uh, good topics to dive into uh, and some fun ones, too, so let's just get started. Uh, the first is we want to talk about uh, ROI as it's related to healthcare marketing. Uh, this has come up uh, a few times this past week. Uh, the Shushmid, uh, oh, I don't know what they call it. It's kind of a message board where people post questions or ideas and people bounce back. It popped up there, kind of a stream of conversation. And then again on Twitter, uh, there was a show on Sunday night and there was a lot of discussion around ROI related to social media. So we don't want to talk specifically about or only about social media, but let's, let's just talk about ROI and what it means. And the one thing I want to start with is uh, there's kind of an expert in our field, David Marlowe, who has put out a book called A Marketer's Guide to Measuring ROI, and that's specific to healthcare. So I'd recommend anybody who really wants an in-depth kind of look into this to pick up that book. But he's very careful when he uses the word ROI, return on investment, uh, because the true definition of return on investment is financial. So when you're talking about ROI, you're talking about what is the actual financial return of an activity, a campaign, an effort, whatever it is. Uh, oftentimes people will throw out ROI to mean measuring the results. Mm -hmm. So they're not quite the same thing. So if you're talking about an ad campaign uh, and you're talking about how do you measure the ROI, you would mean if we spent $500,000 on this ad campaign, how much money is it bringing in? So if it brings in a million dollars worth of revenue, that would be an ROI of 100%, I guess, because you doubled your investment. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Mm -hmm. uh, but oftentimes people are talking about, well, how do you measure just the success of something? And so that's a different thing. And so uh, start with that kind of delineation. Uh, but there's, there's a clear trend toward measuring ROI uh, or just measurement from healthcare marketing perspective, which we think is a good thing. So CEOs, CFOs of hospitals and health systems are requiring their marketing leaders to do more of this. And we're all for that because we believe that just demonstrates the value of what they're doing. Uh, the challenge becomes when somebody uses that as kind of a bludgeon to beat down an idea. And this is where it really came out in some of the Twitter chats of folks saying, well, show me the ROI, you know, a CFO or a leader saying, okay, you're going to start a Twitter feed. What's the ROI on that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you, if you use it as an obstacle, it's a very dangerous thing because there are many things that you can't demonstrate ROI. What is the ROI of a website? Good gravy. <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure people have tried to figure that out, don't you think? Mm -hmm. uh, but in the beginning, so if you're talking about social media, it's the beginning of the adoption of that. Uh, eight years ago, 10 years ago when websites were first, you know, becoming prominent, if, if a CEO of a hospital said, well, we're going to put up a what, a website, what's the ROI on that? And they hadn't been able to demonstrate it. And they said, well, if you can't demonstrate ROI, then we're not going to do it. How foolish would that have been? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So I think you've got to be really careful about using that as something that becomes a barrier to adoption of new Thanks. I mean, have you, Adam or, you, or Jackie, have you guys heard of any efforts to try to measure ROI of something like social media, which is so subjective right now? Um, 
nothing that comes to mind, especially spe- specifically related to the healthcare industry. No, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no, not at all. But actually, I, I'd, I'd have to dig to find something to find anything that. Well, I don't know. I mean, actually, there there are a number of social media channels that um, can be used outside of their original intended purpose. Twitter is a great one. It's got an API that allows you to use it for other purposes. So there, there have been places that um, I'm trying to think of. Those. There's one software company specifically. I can't remember who it is. They use Twitter on their own site as a term, as a basically a support forum. Right. So for them, customer service. Right. They probably can measure some. I don't know if they if they track customer satisfaction or anything. Maybe right, they right. can track right. some ROI on that. But man, not talking on, on a, not on a financial level. Right. They're going to look at that and say our ROI is, is massive because this is we we are able to easily provide support through a channel that our customers want to receive support right. through. Right. So it's obvious. It's a no-brainer. You don't it, you don't need to say you don't need to look at the at your balance your spreadsheet right. at the end of the week. Right. You know, it's just it's obvious. Yeah, it is obvious, but uh even if you're even if you're measuring soft ROI or non-financial results of something like social media, you know, what are you measuring? Tweets, mm-hmm. responses, followers. If it's Facebook, is it people who have friended you? Uh, clearly, we would advocate that you try to build a case and, and show the results. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't get hung up on, especially something new, trying to prove the worth of it. I mean, there's as much value in exploring it and figuring out how to use it. I mean, there are so many things that we would... There's a great quote by Albert Einstein, which I just love the fact that here is one of the foremost scientists ever. So he's in science. He's all about measurement, quantitative things. And his quote was, I'm going to see if I can get this right the first time, uh, not everything that can be counted counts, and not everything that counts can be counted. So think about that for just a second. Try to work your way through what that means. <laughs> uh, a great example of that is people are all over patient satisfaction surveys because you've got this quantitative outcome, and that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, but how do you measure patient experience? I mean, certainly satisfaction surveys are one way to do it. How do you measure brand equity or brand building? How do you measure the value of a great corporate identity versus one that's outdated? How do you measure any of these things? Uh, Just because you can measure something doesn't mean it's more valuable than something you can't. And Mm -hmm. there are some things you'll never be able to measure quantitatively. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be pursuing them. Right. So I think that's the message we would leave it with is, uh, try to work your way through that. If you've got a CEO or CFO who's pushing you for quantifiable results, throw out Einstein's quote, uh, build as much you know, evidence as you can to support your effort, but it doesn't have to be literally ROI. Right. Though we would, again, say the more you can demonstrate ROI, great example of that is a campaign to drive orthopedic business where you can literally say, all right, we're going to spend X number of dollars to have six screenings over the year. It's going to cost this much to put on the screenings, this much to run advertising. We're going to be able to see how many people come through, Mm -hmm. track them through CRM, and see how much money they bring the company uh, or the organization downstream through screenings, through uh, consultations with an orthopedist, through surgery, and be able to demonstrate if we spent $100,000 we brought in X number of patients. And there's all kinds of things you have to do to make that a real measurement. And again, this book does a great job of helping you do that. But 
I uh, just thought it was interesting to kind of dive into that. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, let's talk about Facebook. <laughs> just switching gears completely. So Facebook switched their look. <clears throat> a little bit. I mean, it's not, even a, it's not even a big shift. It's a pretty small, oh, in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty minor cosmetic You're showing change. your yeah. hand about where we're going with this, aren't you, Adam? <laughs> because we want to talk less about the design change and more about the reaction right. to the design change, which I think has been... Yeah borderline hysterical <laughs> i mean literally hysterical yeah people like you could just Hysteria. picture them like running out of their house with their hair on fire they're so <laughs> passionate about this for yeah. how minor the changes yeah. yeah yeah and let's start with what they did it's mainly the the home page when mm-hmm. your main twitter or sorry facebook page mm-hmm. and before i thought it was really not well organized there was like five tabs news feed live feed status updates it, a lot of it was redundant i didn't mm-hmm. understand why they had all these things now they've kind of condensed it right 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 it's a little it's a little more twitter ish maybe now. that's why yeah. i stumbled there because it reminds me of twitter right right it's it's much more it of a, a quick list of status updates and uh just brief mentions of exchanges between friends mm-hmm. that are that are that, that are in your list obviously um I don't know. Other than that, it's it's a little cleaner. There's a little there's more right. more white space is allowed yeah. to kind of creep into the text. I think the typeface is maybe a little bit bigger than it used to be. And then there's just a little less crap on there. So all in all, it's just a little bit cleaner. It seems to me like there's more of status updates now than there were before. Well, I think it's I think, I think it prompts it, you too. Well, I think yeah. it seems like there are more status updates, but I I bet there probably aren't really. I think it's just mm-hmm. list I yeah. think it's just listed a little bit cleaner. And maybe yeah. more of what you're seeing are the status updates because some of the other, that other garbage that had the tendency to just kind of infiltrate <laughs> your list, that homepage. People posting photos or that they're Videos. fans of right, right. Adam Meyer. It seems like that stuff is, <laughs> while it's still there in some form, it's not as prevalent or right. not as dominant. It doesn't like overtake everything like it used to. But there has been this movement, and I think it's literally called Become a Fan of Million, the Million People Against the Facebook mm-hmm. Change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's been just some flaming posts, updates from people that just, again, well, just seem like they're, their world has been turned destroyed. upside down. And you, I want to start. Garth. I think we should start our own, you know, follow or, or be a fan of the million people who don't give a crap, move on <laughs> yes. movement. Yes. What do you think? Would you I guys agree. be the first? Can we be the first three to join that? I'd I, be a fan. So let's get it going. <laughs> There's probably let's be a backlash to the backlash. There are probably we probably can just go join the ones that have already started because I'm sure we're not alone in this thinking. But see, the people like us who who don't give as much of a crap about it are less likely to, to go out there and be proactive in starting a movement. Right. Well, it's you pretty, don't start a movement to say, I don't care. It's pretty easy to start. Well, given how easy it is to start a movement on Facebook, I mean, literally, you could, it takes you like two minutes and you've got a movement going. That could be taken the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> but for some people, it takes longer. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> a little fiber. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think Garth put it best in Wayne's World. I think it was Wayne's World 1. Maybe it was two when he said, we fear change. We fear change. We fear change. That's the best. Yeah. That's that's the best line of summing up. People fear change. It's like this could be ultimately better if they'd give it right. a chance and try it out. Just get used to it. Adapt a little bit. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is actually a little easier to work with. It's cleaner. But it's just change. And people just hate change for, right. for the sake of hating change. But it's for something as trivial as a Facebook design, right, which right. I think that says a lot. <laughs> I know. This is a lot about our society. 
It does. And again, this is a forum for communication and networking and community. So it probably uh, turns exponential much quicker than other things because it's right. that's what it's there for. Right. But you wonder if the pe- you know the people at Facebook because didn't you mention Adam that they went through this before once? This about a year ago it happened because that was right around the time that well, that was probably a little more than a year ago. It was right when I kind of started doing the Facebook thing. I remember thing. that. I was mm-hmm. kind of a late adopter. Is that how you say it? You do the Facebook? I do the Facebook thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a dance. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, it happened then because that was when there was even a bigger redesign than what, we're ha- than what we saw right. recently. It was much bigger. So that's, I started with the new, the quote-unquote new design at the time. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends who I was adding, who were becoming part of my friends list were a part of these groups and I'd get these notifications for join this and I would look at the old layout and I'd be like why right the old layout sucks I like this new layout as somebody who's new to Facebook I like this new layout it makes much more sense to me right so I don't people need to zip it and just adapt roll it would you rather have Facebook remain the static tool that never changes or would you like it to be something that's Evolving constantly, no, trying no some evolution. New things, getting Stay better, changes bad. Never exactly. Stay the same, always. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a rant out on that. Uh, let's move on to an article that was forwarded through Twitter to me from Advertising Age. We'll post in our show notes a URL to go find it, and it's titled "Why CMOs, Chief Marketing Officers, Are Gaining Ground in the Recession." Uh, and then the subtitle is "The Four Top Issues on Which CEOs Look to CMOs for Guidance." So I thought it'd be interesting uh, to go through the four issues and see how they relate to healthcare because this is not a healthcare-specific article. Uh, there is one thing in here that I, I think is ironic, though, because uh, part of the, the message in this article is, here's the quote, the recession has, perhaps surprisingly, elevated the CMO's standing. I think we would all agree that that is not the case in healthcare. <laughs> Unless yeah. they're standing in the unemployment line. <laughs> That's what they mean. It just shows you the difference between our industry and others. And it's understandable why, you know, healthcare is getting, or marketing is getting cut when everything else is getting cut. But mm-hmm. um, let's, let's kind of dance through these and see what you guys think. The first one is, so this is what CEOs are looking for from their CMOs. Shifting consumer behavior. Absolutely, that applies to healthcare, right? We mm-hmm. talk all the time about consumerism, and we just posted mm-hmm. a blog post this week about how the economic crisis may have some permanent uh, effects on how people use healthcare. So, CEOs should be turning to their lead marketing people to help them figure out well, what does this mean? What's this going to mean for our visits, our utilization, our our revenues over the coming years, and how do we? What do we need to do to change that? That's what the marketing person is supposed to help you do: is bring in more revenue. Mm-hmm. You guys with that? Yeah. All right. How about this one? Price positioning. Uh, this is interesting, though I'm not <clears> sure quite applicable. What they're talking about is uh, marketers need to hit key retail price points, emphasize lower cost, strip down or downsize versions of their products. Uh, in most industries, yes. In healthcare, there's you know pricing is such a tricky deal. You don't have a lot of control over it all the time. And not sure that coupons and discounts and two for ones <laughs> are the best deal when it comes to healthcare. But the whole idea of sensitivity to price certainly is important. Right. Right? Okay, so we're in agreement there. Mm-hmm. Stretching marketing dollars. Well, that goes without saying. They're doing that by cutting your budgets and cutting your staff, and you have no choice. All right. But they're also looking to marketing leaders to help them figure out. To, you're better off going to them saying, here's how we can contribute 
to these cost-cutting ways in, in, in the most effective means. You're better off if you can being proactive mm -hmm, than right. letting them hold the scalpel. And the last one is embracing digital. Uh, and they're talking as much about uh, online advertising, but I think you could expand that to social media and other things. Yeah. CEOs in healthcare absolutely need help with that, wouldn't we say? Oh, yes. Yes. And healthcare marketers should be the ones helping them. I, I'm not sure who else would. I'm not sure who else would. <laughs> no, there's, there's progressive physicians. Certainly, Any organization is going to have board members yep. who are going to be into it. Oh. But to actually adopt it for the organization. Yeah. When I, right? think, when I think board member, I'm thinking 60-year-old stodgy dude and dudette. Well, it depends on which boarding. board you're talking about. That's true. If it's a small community hospital, maybe, but some of the larger systems have some of the most advanced, <clears throat> sophisticated, successful business people on their boards. <laughs> some. Some. Yes. Well, the larger <laughs> ones do. Right. The larger well, ones do. So it might some. be a scale thing. Yeah. But I think we're not doing so well in this area because I think uh, through Twitter, uh, one, of the, one of the people who's tracking hospitals on Twitter last week posted like there's 152 hospitals with Twitter feeds in the country. Now, there's some debate as to how many, you know, out of how many, how big is the pool. Uh, somewhere I read there's like 5,000 hospitals. Somebody else says, no, it's, it's only 500 that would use social media. I, I can't fathom that because there's 100 and roughly 150 hospitals in Minnesota. Right. If you cut out some of them um, just for whatever reason. But still, we, we're really talking about hundreds, if not a few thousand hospitals. There's only 150 media. hospitals in Minnesota? Yeah, according that are members of, I think there are 150 hospitals and 145 are members of Minnesota Hospital Association. Okay. That was the statistic. I will post that in the show notes to make sure that's right. But uh, so if you multiply that across 50 states, right. you're talking, I don't know what the math is, but a few thousand hospitals and there's 150 using Twitter. So we have a ways to go. <laughs> okay, final topic. We're going to add a new segment. Maybe we'll try to do this every show. And it's going to be titled, Ads I Hate the Most. Okay? So each week, maybe we'll, we'll each toss out ads that we... We just like to be cynical around here. <laughs> maybe fun. some Maybe some weeks we'll change it up and say ads I love the most. Uh, but Jackie, you have one that you want to start with. What's, what's an ad that's driving you batty right now? The Subway one. Now, which Subway one? The $5 foot long. How does that go? $5 foot long. Five... <laughs> Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. And nice. then they have like construction workers in the television ads singing it. And it's just, oh, I just <laughs> think it's If we boring. had a hall of fame I don't know that of ads that I love to hate, Subway would be an, an yeah. initial inductee They'd be at the top for the of, history yeah. of their advertising. Yeah, yeah. Jared always drove me nuts. I wanted to punch. Yes. I would like to punch Jared. At least Jared's not in these. That's He's the only not. thing they have going for them right now. I, <laughs> I, probably wouldn't really punch, I probably wouldn't really punch Jared if I saw him. I'd probably... Applaud him for his weight Where's, loss. Yeah, <laughs> and you know Jerry's a genuine guy. But, but I want to punch out my screen when he, when the subway very cornball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, do you have one? Oh man, you put me on the spot earlier today, and I was trying to think of something. Well, no, I can, nothing I can comes throw to mind. Out. I'll throw I could only out. throw ones out that I that I love, and obviously that's that's against our whole mindset. No, in that's segment. okay. We can fi we'll finish on a positive note. So okay. hold your well, thought. Here's, here's, gonna, a go, well, here's one that my, my wife hates it. I love it. Okay. So maybe oh, that works. And it's, kinda, it's also in the, in the sandwich industry or the food industry. <laughs> it's for Jimmy John's. 
They have hilarious. They have hilarious ads. There's yes. one where it's just the little sun icon guy. <laughs> yeah. He's just dropping. He's dropping. Down the screen. Yeah, he's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he's just screaming, and for it like goes on seconds. for like thirty seconds. Those are the best ads ever. And, and I'll be like doing something at my computer, and I'm, and I'm with the TV on in the background, and I hear this screaming, and I'm and pretty soon after like fifteen seconds of screaming, you're like, what in the hell is that? And you turn around, and there's this little sun, and then all of a sudden he just lands in a sandwich, and it's like dead silence, and then he's like happy, and he's like, Wee! and now they have those ads where there's some kind of crisis. Right, and right. it's like, oh, you're gonna call quick, and they call, and they, they call Jimmy John's because they've got to hurry to get their uh, sandwich. The best because... one, the best one is the the Asian boardroom. Have you seen that no, one? No, I, I haven't seen oh, that one. So yeah, I'll uh, see if I can find it on YouTube. We'll put All it in right, the show we'll notes. It, it yeah. is, uh, it's, it's. Now, awesome. you don't like those? I love those. Oh, your wife doesn't like right. Them. Well, she likes. She, she just doesn't like the falling sun screen. <laughs> oh, I love like, that. Shut that thing up. That's a good one. I know. That's a good I like one. it. I like All right. So I'm going to finish with one. I think it's Budweiser, a Bud, Bud Light, but it's really a genre of ads. And it's, it's this theme of having some 20-something guy who's cooler than crap, and he's got his buddies around him, and he's like the guy. And I'm going to call him the guy. And he's always got the he's, – he's, he's so cool that he's got the answers. So in these, it's uh, drinkability. Wow, this Bud Light's really good. And the cool guy's like, yeah, that's drinkability. <laughs> Let me tell you about drinkability. And then he like goes on. Everybody's like in awe of him. There was another one that was, I think it was a pizza. I want to say Domino's or something. And it was a group of guys tailgating. And they're all like, you know, it's all kind of manner of guys. There's like five of them. And the cool guys like setting them up as a football team to demonstrate how they're going to eat these, this pizza and breadsticks. And he's like, you're going to be this guy. And the other guy's like, yeah, cool. And you're going to be this guy. And then there's like a geeky guy going, what am I? What am I? And he's like, you're going to be the quarterback. Woo! And they're all like, he's just too cool for school. And I can't bear it. I can't bear the pretentious cool guy. And I can't bear his retarded friends well, who can, that are all like, hey, you're the coolest. Who, can, who, can re, who relates to that? Do people relate Not to me. that? I don't relate to it. That's just, it's like, I what, don't this either. Is, this is lame. There's probably other examples. It would be great if somebody could submit other examples of that. I well, know maybe there's that's, at least a couple more. Maybe we yeah, relate definitely. to it because we're re, re, repulsed or we're re, we find it repulsive. Maybe that's their whole goal. People are going to think this is just annoying and nerdy and so out of touch with reality that they're going to remember it and buy ours. Pizza. The, the only thing I'll give, but is it Bud Light or Budweiser? Do we know? I'm not sure. I feel like it's Bud Light. Okay. The only thing I'll give them credit for is the attitude of the cool guys for most of the ad. And then at the end, he's doing something a little geeky. Like there's one where they're at a ski lodge and he's, you know, drinkability, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And then at the end, he's got like, it's, it's where they draw on the screen. Yeah. Those are the same ads. And he, he demonstrates drinkability with his cool, you know, chalk thing in the air, which you <laughs> see on the commercial. But usually at the end, he's doing something dorky. So in the ski lodge one, he's got like, fake casts around his arms like he's injured and he's like oh, oh yeah, the chicks yeah. dig this or something like that <laughs> so in the end he's kind of admittedly I dorky I but know. I can't even bear to get to that point because I just can't stand the <laughs> guru like status that cool guy gets and everybody's in awe and lapping it up so there's an ad I love to hate so ads we love to hate <laughs> we'll keep that segment going alright anything else we want to cover we're good time wise right we're in good shape Okay, cool. Well, I'm Chris Bevelo. Adam Meyer. I'm Jackie Ritacco. Thanks for joining us again on Healthcare Marketing Insights, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.